the Mark West Sports Podcast. All right, uh, welcome to the Mark West Sports Show midweek edition where we give you the picks for the week from now until Saturday, and we also take a look back on what happened um, over the weekend. You already know. Yeah, first and foremost, Wes, you know, we want to get right into it. The obvious big uh, news of the weekend was our guy, our dog now. You already you got to get that name right. Let, let me hear you say it, bro. Can you say it? Tua Tungavaloa. Tungavaloa. See, everybody going to know how to say that name. You already know. Because he's the new uh, reincarnation, hopefully, of Drew Brees, Dan Marino, and can take us, you know, to the promised land. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Young boy did his thing on Sunday. Uh, you know, both of us picked the Dolphins to at least cover. Uh, they did more than that. They won by three points against the Arizona Cardinals. And I, I can say it was an impressive win, an impressive fashion for Dolphins fans all over. You felt good about your team. You felt like good a about quarterback. You know, you felt mm-hmm. good about your defense, you know, making the stop at the end when it counted. And just like how you was texting me during the game, uh, it was just like the NC State game uh, with Miami. It you like, feel me? Mm-hmm. It was like the same situation. Uh, you know, it was back and forth, and then the defense made the stop in the end uh, for Miami to get the victory. So uh, kudos to Tua and Dolphins and Flores. Flores ended up getting the game ball from Tua. So you already know what kind of person Tua is, and he seems like a real leader uh, for this team. So the sky's the limit. And just like I was saying after that Rams game, if we win that Rams game, we win the play, we make in the playoffs for sure. Now I'm thinking, man, we, we might win the division, you know, <laughs> we might win the division right uh-huh. now. There's only one team in our way and that's the Buffalo bills. And they did win last week and we both picked them to lose against C- uh, Seattle. Yeah. That was one of the, the wrong picks that we have, but it's all good though. Um, as far as myself with the Miami Dolphins, like I told you guys, I said it in the last podcast that um, Tua was not going to have that much pressure on him. You know, um, me and Marcus kind of disagreed there. It don't matter because we won because we both Dolphin fans, but um, I remember saying that it probably was going to be like the North Carolina NC State game going back and forth, back and forth, because you got two um, quarterbacks, one that's a rookie, but he has the best um, percentage of accuracy in the NCAA history. And I'm, and I told Marcus like, yo, you got, I mean, Dan Marino's, you got the Joe Montano's, all these great quarterbacks came from the NCAA and he has the, the, the record in accuracy. So I was like, yo, that's one thing. But then another thing I was saying like, yo, Kyler Murray, He's like, yo, fuck Tua. Everybody talking about Tua, like, what about me, basically? You feel what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he has something to prove. You know, Tua didn't want to be the bust. You know, there was rumors swirling around that, you know, it's po- a possibility that it's a audition to see if he he's the quarterback, even though it probably was. You know, I knew Brian, Brian Flores would have said, no, it's a lie, even though I think it was true. But still, regardless of the fact, I thought he was quarterback regardless of the fact because when I seen him in Alabama he just was accurate everybody says that Tua um he's questionable just because of he has all these five-star players first round picks you know and I'm looking at it like yo regardless of the fact he's accurate you can't do anything with accuracy you feel me as far as it's just like a shooter in the NBA like the shot is always going to be there you don't lose the speed you're going to lose, you know, certain certain um, attributes to your game as you get older. But being accurate as a passer, being a shooter as a basketball player, you know, um, you're going to be in that league, whichever league you win for a long time coming. So, again, you got the Miami Dolphins. It wound up being like the University of Miami. Um, you see it behind me. It, it wound up being like that game. We wind up winning. Um, the defense did their thing. Um, there was a few questionable calls that I had. You know, against um our our one of our one of the best um cornerbacks in the league and Xavier Howard, he had three pass interferences. One one of them 
Two of them, I think, was questionable. One of them, you know, I think it was a pass interference. But you know, I, you know, I think he sh he should have had the 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 um the better the the, the better the benefit of the doubt exactly the benefit of the doubt why because i mean he's one of the top two robberies on corners in the nfl uh, i mean stephen gilmore i think wind up passing him in in interceptions in the league right now i think um he got um five and you know our our guy got four but but you know but i still remember that he 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 could have had more but still regardless of the fact everything that i'm saying you got Tua doing his thing you know, um, I don't care how he won, you know, because at the end of the day, I know um, the teams that and the quarterbacks that have a rookie quarterback that have a defense that they can rely on, um, that don't put that much pressure on that quarterback, that has an O-line that's going to keep them upright. Uh, I think those, Super, those, those, those teams win Super Bowls compared to the guys that got a quarterback that's going to have the numbers. Yeah. He's going to do his thing, but... Um, remember, Dan Marino had the numbers, but you didn't have everything else around him. Right now, the Dolphins is built like a real team and not like a, a, a quarterback-driven team. They got the defense. They got the quarterback. You know, they got the O-line, it seems right um, right now. Um, they're all like the age of 20 or 25. They're real young. Um, young um, coach. Um, everybody kind of bought in, you know, um, I thought it would have been a de detriment to the team if um, Minka Fitzpatrick left. It wound up being a positive. We wind up using those picks to get other players that wind up buying in. And it seemed like it's going the way that I thought it would. Because you got to understand, I'm a fan also. We know that um, Marcus, he's really a, a fan and an analyst. He does this, you know, um, work-wise. But, but, but still, you know, as a Dolphin fan, knowing that that we've been losing for the longest year after year after year like 19 years of losing to the patriots and not making the playoffs and you know not knowing what's who's the quarterback or who's the coach or you know something's going wrong and for it to be going right right now i just feel good right now i'm gonna hit the back to yeah i mean the dolphins are definitely trending in the right direction and, and it's great to see finally um yeah just like us I'm, I'm a fan you know you know from from day one so just to kind of see the dolphins finally look like they're on that that upward uh projection uh it is great to see and uh just to touch on a couple of things that you said uh xavier howard although he did have those those pass interference and i would say all of them were, were pretty much kind of questionable i felt like he had a pretty good game oh I yeah mean, of course he played against deandre hopkins who arguably won or, or he's he's probably number one or number two as far as the best receiver right now um as far as stats are concerned and he only had three catches uh the exactly. whole game he okay. held him down the first half, like really held him down truly to hurt first half. I think he had no catches the first half. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think he did. I think I think you're right. I don't think he had a catch in that first half. And and that's what you want from a lockdown corner. You want him to lock down their best receiver. I mean, even if you feel like it's it's a close situation where you might have to grab him, go ahead and grab him. It's better than giving up a touchdown. I exactly. mean, so I feel like. Uh, you can feel real strongly about this defense, about these corners, about Xavier Howard. Uh, you need that in this league. Uh, it, it's one of those positions that you got to pay in this league. And that's why the Dolphins went out and paid for two good corners because they're, they're hard to find. And there's a few positions you got to pay for. You got to pay for a quarterback. You got to pay for a cornerback. You got to pay uh, for a pass rusher and probably an offensive lineman. Everything else is kind of like, you know, interchangeable. You can get from the low somewhere, exactly. draft pick or whatnot. So you got to feel strongly about that. And uh, of course, uh, Tua is accurate as, as hell. I mean, like he threw on the run, he threw from the pocket and he was just accurate with the deep ball as well. The one thing that does make me nervous though about Tua is when he comes out of the pocket because he did have that one little sports center moment where he juked the guy out of the you know out of his shoes basically but after that he didn't slide which one tells me okay i understand you're trying to get the most yards that you can in that situation uh but at, at, secondly you are franchise quarterback you got to slide brother 
you know, uh, you've already had a had an injury, a hip injury. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. You got to stay healthy. That's the only thing with Tua. Just uh, just slide, stay healthy. And just like we were saying before, before this game, we were like, oh, this is the game where we got to see something from Tua. And we got that from Tua. And we also said we got to see him make plays with his feet. And we saw that from Tua as well against arguably one of the best teams that would likely make the playoffs this year in the Arizona Cardinals. So got to love what I saw from the Dolphins. Um, what, what else you got on that game? Or, or we on that game, you know, I, I think it's something that we're going to address in the offseason. Of course, I like the guy, but, um, you know, Preston Williams, man, like, damn. You know, we got him on the cheap because of, you know, whatever happened to him, like, in the NCAA. But, like, damn, he keep getting injured. And, I, you know, I understand the guy got grabbed his foot. I'm not sure, you know, there's speculation that, you know, he got injured during the celebration. But, like, me looking at the guy on after he jumped, hurdled him, and grabbed his actual ankles, he probably would have got injured from there, you know. But but I'm just like, damn, you know, like, he a beast. He was doing his thing in the game. And, of course, he got injured. Just like last year, he had two touchdowns in the first half before he actually got um, injured with the ACL tear. Um, I'm just hoping that right now, you know, the, the Dolphins is not thinking about moving past him. I'm hoping that these injuries right now work in the Dolphins' favor and we could get him at a reasonable contract when he do wind up coming up because I do understand Devontae Parker was injured a lot and they gave him a shot and look what we got from him. I don't want to go ahead and move on from him sooner than later. Of course, we got some wide receivers that's going to be coming back as far as Wilson, you know, because he didn't want to play in the league because of COVID and stuff like that. I think we have one more um, – Wide receiver coming back. I'm not sure what's his name. That's right. You know, so so, so you know, it, it's a lot of things that 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 the Dolphins may need to address. Of course, Albert Wilson. You know, he's. I mean, you remember that 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 play he had last year with Grant. You know, and both of them was high fiving down the sideline. You know, he's a fast receiver. You know, um, we still got him for cheap. I know the Dolphins in this draft. You know, they're they're probably going to grab somebody from Alabama to pair up with Tua. You know, um, someone that's fast, someone like a um, like a Grant that's on the Dolphins right now. You know, I think um, we don't need to worry about Grant. You know, he's showing that he could be a slot receiver, but he's definitely deadly on the outside of the um, on the um, sideline. But you know, I'm just hoping that we keep this core together. I'm hoping that um, if we do wind up getting somebody, we wind up getting the pass rusher first. But I do understand if we need to get a wide receiver, and if we do get a wide receiver, we need someone. Big like Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Um, so just in case one of these two players that do have a history for being injured, we have someone um, with that stature, not just the speed, but the height, that'll be able to, you know, give to a, some jump ball situations. But other than that, you know, Dolphins, they did their thing that game. Um, and, you know, I can't say anything um else about the Dolphins because it, it just was so much of a team game. It was not one-sided. The quarterback played well. The O-line gave him some time. The D-line yeah. the D line, um, did they thing. Of course, I know it don't look like that because you playing Kyler Murray. He's like, he's like um, Elian Gonzalez in, in cartoons is find a way to get out of situations, you know. <laughs> Speedy and, and, Gonzalez, not Ellie Gonzalez. Oh yeah, Speedy Gonzalez, Speedy <laughs> Gonzalez. You feel me? Damn, that just shows we motherfucking get it old now. But yeah, still, regardless <laughs> of the fact, um, this was a good game for me. Um, it's always a good game when the city of Miami get a win for whichever team, UM, Dolphins, Canes, whatever. It don't matter. So. <laughs> Yeah, I believe that, man. When you was like Elliot Gonzalez, I'm like, hold on, you about to get deported? What? Oh yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like hold on, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, great, great win for the for the for the Dolphins. Um, also uh, a great win that we already talked about with the Hurricanes uh, last week. So we're gonna transition into college football. Just one college game that we'll talk about from the, from last week and just the impact it has on college football moving forward. And it's the fact that the number one team in the nation, the number one team in the nation, Clemson, lost last week to Notre Dame. Now, we all know Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine, didn't play in this game. So that is, of course, the main excuse in the world of why they lost, because it was, still was a close game late. 
but still, but what does this really kind of say for their championship hopes for the ACC uh, hopes? Uh, it, it's really in jeopardy right now. Also for the Hurricanes as well, because we needed we actually needed Clemson to win because exactly our one loss, you feel me? Oh my yeah, god! Our one loss was to Clemson, so now we need basically need Clemson to lose another game this season, which is highly unlikely because I'm sure Trevor's going to be coming back not this week because they're on a bye, but maybe next week. And he's just going to run through those, those last few teams he's got to play. So even if we win out and Clemson wins out and Notre Dame wins out, we're going to be left out, unfortunately. So we have to hope that Clemson loses uh, another game at some point. And if we win out, then we'll play Notre Dame in the AC championship game, which sounds great, though. Yeah, like, I wouldn't mind mopping them up no, because uh, I think we could beat Notre Dame garbage. Oh, yeah, I think we can beat Notre Dame because, hey, today is actually the anniversary of the 41-8 game the last time we played Notre Dame. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, so that was the last time where you puffed out your chest as, as a Hurricanes fan was like, yeah, we, we mocked Notre Dame on oh, yeah. national TV. Um, oh, yeah. Game day was, was, was here and all of that. I was so, at the game, you feel me? So right. me, and me, me and Chris was at the game. Like, so, so, you know, like, trust me, that was one of the best games I've ever been. Of course, you know, I'm a season ticket holder. You know, I'm loyal over here. Um, and when it involves the Canes, you know, um, this year I haven't got no season tickets, of course, because of COVID. But when we went right. to that game, like, the stadium was shaking. I haven't felt the stadium – I never felt um, Dolphin Stadium shake. And no Dolphins game, no nothing, you know. I felt the stadium um, shake when I went to the Orange Bowl. Um, back when the Canes yeah. were were back in Coral Gables, but, but, but the, the, yeah, exactly. But 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 you know the stadium was shaking. Um, you know, like um, it's like when you was in a car and, 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 and it got like four four um twenties in the back, you know, and it's just blasted <laughs> all the way up, like for real, like you could feel your feet, your body, everything. But yeah. Um, it was a it, it was a it was a great experience. Now going back to um, the game that Marcus was um, referring to, as far as the Clemson and Notre Dame game, um, I mean I was wrong. Um, I said it was going to be a shootout. You know, I just thought that um, I forgot his name. Well, I don't. I didn't forget his name. I just can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try to say that. But the quarterback for for Clemson, I said that. You know, his it name, was his time. His is DJ, so just roll with DJ. All right, right, DJ. So, you know, DJ, I said that he was going to go back and forth with that team. He was going to shoot it out. He know that um, Trevor Lawrence is going in the draft. Um, so it, it's his team to, to, to take, you know. Really, it's his time to shine right now. You know, um, of course, you're Clemson. You, you're not one of them teams that can make mistakes. You're number one. Um, of course, he has some mistakes in the game. Both teams have mistakes in the game, but it still was a close game. Really, I think that Notre Dame wound up pulling it off because they have the cohesiveness and you was a quarterback that got thrown in the fire and this is your second um, week actually playing um, because Trevor Lawrence is actually injured. injured. But 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 I still, I, I still feel you, you know, you had a good game. Um, I was disappointed that you guys lost because of course my team behind me, um, University of Miami, um, it's not looking good for us right now unless you wind up losing one more game. I'm not sure, Marcus, if um, didn't um, Notre Dame is undefeated? Yeah, they're undefeated. Ah, fuck. So, all right. And how many games we have left in the season? I'm not sure we have, like, maybe, like, four or five games less, possibly. Um, I don't think that um, Notre Dame's going to lose two more games in the schedule. If it happens, cool. But I really want Clemson to lose because I really think we have a better chance of beating Notre Dame um, in the ACC championship game if it wind up going that way. Um, me, personally, I don't mind um, that it happened because, like I told you, I always look forward. You know, my name is Wester Domus. I always look forward ahead and, and, and recruits and draft picks and everything like that. So, again, if we wind up um, winning out, Regardless of the fact if we make a bowl game, you know, those those um, five star, four star players um, will probably wind up staying home or probably wind up flipping because hopefully if we could wind up keeping Derek King for one more 
year. And I think he, I heard he said he don't mind playing another year, especially I, I think he would play another year if he was not able to play in the ACC title game. That was one of the reasons he came to Miami to be in that on that big stage. And if if you got got it taken away from you and you did what you were supposed to do, lost only one game, hopefully on Jinxum and, 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 and went out. I think that it's a possibility that he do come back because he got um he want to show show what, what's really good and he probably have some some new freshmen that probably flipped or some new seniors that see what he can actually do and and because you, know, you know Miami's number one in the transfer portal and we'll probably wind up getting some players that 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 can add to um a, a good thing for De'Ara King and the Miami Hurricanes so um, it's just you know yeah. Clemson need to lose one more game yeah hope. Hopefully that happens. Uh, we'll see. It's highly unlikely, um, you know, but we'll see. Anything can happen in this COVID year because, exactly, uh, think, exactly. uh, you know, players who are key players might catch COVID. You, you just never know uh, what, what could happen in this season. But we are hoping for the best. Uh, but we definitely got set back a little bit uh, with that Notre Dame win. I mean, the, the freshman uh, from Clemson did play pretty, pretty well. Exactly. Um, he stepped in. And yeah, I mean, he's a true freshman, so he was playing high school last season. Mm -hmm. So I mean, not everybody, not every great quarterback is, um, you know, jumps out the gate and is great. Uh, but as you saw in his first game, he was just kind of average. But uh, he had a big jump from the from week from his first start to his second. Got so uh, Yeah, Clemson, uh, they got another good quarterback for the next couple of years. Unfortunately, um, even when Trevor loses. Um, um, not losing, but even when Trevor leaves to go to maybe NFL. the and the New York Jets, and no. that transitions me to that Monday yeah, no, night. No, wait, 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 no, no, no! Don't say that because we're not trying to push this into existence. You know, I was always a firm believer that when you speak things, you speak them into existence. So again, we're gonna speak that they're gonna go and he's gonna go in the draft. We won't say any team that he possibly going on because we do not need that happening. Why? Yeah. Because I do not want to see him in college, and then I don't want to see him now in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. And, and no, I don't need that. I'm sorry. Please. Yeah, uh, but we'll, we'll see, because last uh, Monday, uh, the Jets did lose again. They had a chance, just like I was saying on the podcast, that they had, they had a chance to beat the Patriots, and they almost pulled it off. And just like I said, New England pulled it out in the end. So they literally, if the draft started today, yes, that that's exactly what happened. I won't mention it again because I don't want, want to happen. Although the other teams that are around them, it's like you don't really want them to go at, go to them teams either, like Dallas or you know. I don't mind him going to Dallas because he in the NFC. <laughs> those are the kind of the the three contenders right now. But NFC. Um, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean ho hopefully he he just stays away from the jets so i mean that monday night game it was uh it was sad uh for them because uh you had two garbage teams uh, playing on monday night uh cam newton finally showed you something that that he can lead you to victory and not fumble the ball like he did in the last game or can't get the touchdown like he did in the game against the Seahawks. So uh, the Patriots are a team that is not making the playoffs this year uh, from what I've seen, because if you're struggling with the Jets, then you got a problem. You got issues. You got deeper issues. There's definitely a talent gap from, from last year uh, to this year. And um, they are the third best team in the AFC East. Uh, behind the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. So I think it's um the end of the New England Patriots. Thank uh, you. To be honest. Even though they won the game, but like like I just said, it was the worst team in the league. And it wasn't against their best quarterback. Joe Flacco played in that game. So if if you're struggling now, there, there's some deeper problems going on with that team. And I am going to say I'm very happy to say that the New England dynasty is over. Is over. Yes. <laughs> um, that game was, like, hard to watch. Of course, you know, I really wasn't really watching the game. 
I kind of, um, you know, was scrolling back and forth, you know, uh, my wife was not trying to watch that game anyway. She <laughs> hated the Patriots just as much as I me. don't blame her. Don't blame <laughs> so, 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 and, and, and of course she hates the Jets. So she go off my energy and she know, she don't really watch football like that, but she know the two teams that I hate is the Jets and, <laughs> and the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick and, and, and Bill Belichick and Tom Shady. So, um, um, you know, that game was hard to watch, but still regardless of the, of the fact, you know, I was hoping that New England actually lost, or the Jets would um, actually um, win the game and not have a number one pick for whoever quarterback come out as first. Um, you know, it's a possibility you could get Trevor Lawrence or um, Fields, um, but you know, of course, hopefully it wind up turning around because um, I mean they signed a big deal with the the head coach of the of the Jets. You know, gave him a lot of authority. You know, he hired the general manager, you know, and of course, when the gen it, it, it don't normally work like that. The general manager normally hired the head coach. So when the head coach hires the general manager, um, you know, that head coach got a lot of say in who you're picking, who should go, this, that, and the other, because look, I basically looked out and got you a job, you know, so, so, um, hey, we'll see how it goes. Um, of course, like I said, you know, their head coach got a hefty, long contract. Um, and I don't know if you could fire a head coach like that, having to pay him regardless if you fire him. So, yeah, you can. You definitely can. I mean, you can if you if you're rich. But, you know, again, yeah. you know, sometimes sometimes people exactly. find a way to blame it on someone else. And, you know, that's what Adam Gates does. He always find a, a way to blame it on someone else. If it's not the quarterback, it's not because you're not – is the defensive coach. The defensive coaching him is already having disputes. You know, it was already swirls that, you know, they're having a little turmoil in there between the both of them. Um, it seemed like one is probably trying to sabotage the other or something like that, whatever it is. Um, regardless of, of the fact, you got one head coach that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, we experienced him for years at the Miami Dolphins. Thank God we had him as a head coach because we wouldn't have um, Brian Flores. We wouldn't have two at the time at right now, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't um, be in a situation where we're at now, again, at the end of the day, like, do I feel um, happy that he's losing? Yes. You know, do I feel happy that the Dolphins I'm losing? Yes. But um, I don't want people to say fire him because um, at the end of the day, like we know he's a garbage coach, Miami Dolphin fans, and we need him to stay at the helm for years to come. <laughs> We need that's a pipe dream, man. I mean, <laughs> I dream and hope that Adam Gates stays the coach, but it's not happening. Like I was praying for Willie Taggart to stay at FSU, yeah. and that happened, you know. So it's, I mean, that's a dream, and I'll dream with you, Wes. But it's, it's not happening. I mean, the fact that he is even a coach for the New York Jets after he was a, a, an abysmal coach with the Dolphins is just ridiculous. And there's probably some some racial uh, stuff uh, that you can blame for that because you got coaches like Eric Bieniemy, who is one of the best assistant black coaches coaching for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions. And for him to have a not have a head coaching job and Adam Gase does just makes no sense to me. And that has to be changed. And I don't understand why he's still coaching that team now. I say get him out right now. Yeah, I understand you paid him a lot of bread, but you know it, it, it's time to move on because there's no way in hell if you get, let's just say you get Justin Fields. Let's not say Trevor. Why would you want Justin Fields to learn from this motherfucker? Hell no. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hell no. Everybody got a dream. I'm just dreaming a certain way as a Dolphin fan. But we're gonna go ahead and, and, and change the subject right now to to upcoming games. We have the Titans and the Colts um, that's coming on on Thursday. We'll chime in a little bit. I think I think that the Colts is going to win that game. They did. Um, they played a real decent game to uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. Like we said, you know, it was a real good game, a defensive game. Of course, Lamar Miller wind up, you know, doing his thing, you know, yeah, Lamar. Why am I saying Lamar Miller? What the hell? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson wound up doing his thing um, in the game.
but it really was the 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 the, the score may not speak for itself, but if you watch the game, both teams were 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 who they who they look like they were and who they are. Um, we thought they were who they thought who we thought they were. They they did their thing. Um, I think this game is gonna be a a decent game. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say the Colts. Um, I'll let you go ahead and elaborate a little bit more on that game because I think the Titans um, are frauds because of who? Tannehill. Again, <laughs> regardless of the fact, when it ultimately comes down to it, you know, um, true colors always shine bright. Like I said, um, you got a good team. Um, they got a, a decent running back, one of the probably best, if not the number one running back in the league right now. You know, on pound for pound, height, weight, muscle, speed. Um, they got Ryan Tannehill that don't be fucking up. It seemed like it's a new person right now. Like Steve Urkel, you got Steve Urkel and then you got Stefan Urkel. We got <laughs> Steve Urkel in Miami. It's like he's Stefan Urkel over there at the Titans. Yeah. So, uh, um, but, but, but they've been playing decent. You know, um, I don't really have too much negative things to say about that team, but um not like it, Ryan Tannehill, because of my, you know, experience with him. But um, the Colts, um, both teams seem like they were supposed to be rebuilding, but it, it don't seem like they're rebuilding right now because they seem like they got who they need. Of course, I think um, Philip Rivers is gonna retire. Um, it's in their best interest to lose and not, you know, be good because you're gonna wind up having quarterbacks like Trubisky's and stuff like that because you won't have a um, 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 a high pick in the draft because of Philip Rivers is winning games, but I'm gonna go with the Colts. Yeah, I think this is a game that the Titans uh, really kind of bounce back in this game. Actually, I, I think uh, their receiver AJ Brown to me is one of the most underrated receivers in this league right now, and Tannehill can't do it by himself. Obviously, he's got one of the best running backs in the league, like you said. Derrick Henry from Florida out of Uli has been dominant for a long time since Alabama won the Heisman with Alabama. I really feel like he's going to be the difference in this game. And this is a close game. I, I mean, this is a coin flip game. If you pick the Colts, I understand. If you pick the Titans, I understand because they're both really good teams and they both uh, do a lot of great things. Well, they both got some def decent defenses, but um, when it comes to it, it, to me, it always comes down to star power. And I feel like Derrick Henry is the star and he is going to be the difference in this game. Not Tannehill, of course, but, you know, <laughs> I just feel like Derrick Henry is just going to be the difference when they need a yard or two and he's going to be a yard. And I think he, this is going to be a close game. I feel like it's going to come down to the wire, going to come down to the final drive. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do trust Philip Rivers with the ball hands <coughs> over um, Tannehill, but on the other side, I feel like they just don't have enough playmakers, and and I, and that's where I feel like AJ Brown is going to be the difference. You know, the the other AB over there at Tennessee, I feel is going to be the difference in this game. And I and this game is at Pickham too, so there's no spread on this game. So even Vegas think, thinks thinks this game is going to be a toss-up. So I feel like Tennessee wins this game in a close one by field goal last second, maybe over time. I agree. I agree. All right. So, all right, so that, that's going to transition. Okay. So that's going to go ahead and um, have us jump to the next game that we have coming up. It's going to be a Saturday game. It's going to be Arkansas, um, three and three Arkansas versus number six, the Florida Gators, you know, um, I mean, Florida Gators is doing their thing. Of course, I was wrong again. Now, it's not wrong because I'm picking them to lose. Remember, me and Marcus hate the Gators. So yeah. we, we know that they're a good team, that they're a good team. We, we, we always say we hope that they lose, you know, mm -hmm. even though that we know they probably going to win, you know. Now, again, right now, again. Um, I thought COVID was going to go ahead and have a problem with them. You know, uh, I thought Karma was going to kick them in the pants. And <laughs> Karma ain't do shit. Karma, they, they, huh? At least not yet. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, uh, not yet. They, they're, they're, they're doing their thing. Yeah. You know, last week we picked Georgia, you know, and they, they put a foot in Georgia. Georgia mm -hmm. could not stop the wheel route. 
like god i'm like damn <laughs> the, the raw receivers was just i'm like what the fuck is this right now like and y'all rank like this y'all made me look crazy over here on my podcast i'm over here giving y'all credit and and, and at least make it more of a, a, a close game. It's like y'all just had yeah. no answer for that Will Rob and they Rob receivers. It didn't matter. I knew it was coming. Everybody in the stadium knew it was coming. Everybody that was watching knew it was coming, you know, and you couldn't stop it. It was like no receiver, no defender was near him. He had like a five, six, seven yard gap on you. It's like, of course, it's a touchdown. All he needed to do was just yeah. catch the ball, whichever receiver. So going to this game right now, um, I think they're going to go ahead and keep doing what they're doing, even though I hope that they lose. Um, they're going against a team that's three and three. Um, I guess whatever COVID is doing is not having a good um, outcome on their favor as like you um, and your team. But uh, I think the Gators just going to go ahead and hands down, put a foot in the ass. It's going to be, it's going to be done in the first half. You know, you're probably going to wind up seeing um, second, third strength in the game. You know, preserve their pre play players just in case they wind up making the playoffs, which it looked like they are going to make the playoffs. So um, I got the Gators whooping Arkansas. Like, hands down, it's going to be like a 40 to like maybe 10 point game. You know, okay. I'm not even giving Arkansas no, no, I'm give, giving them nothing. 40, okay, I, 42 I, I, to 10. Man, I hear you. But I disagree, and we disagree again. And um, I, I give you credit for picking the Gators because I know how you how you felt in your heart <laughs> saying that. You know, it hurt a little bit. I know, <laughs> but me, like, I feel like this is a game that Arkansas is going to keep close because of their quarterback. Now, their quarterback used to be the the quarterback for the Gators, Felipe Franks. And he was actually the quarterback that beat the Canes last year in our season opener. So he's been playing pretty decent. You know, um, Arkansas's defense is not the best. So, you know, you're dependent on Franks to kind of win games. And he, I think they, they're three and three right now, something like that. So, yeah, on paper, you, you think maybe Florida is going to win this game because, man, the way they looked against Georgia, they look great. They look great against other teams, too, except for that one game at Texas A&M. Where they lost. And uh, against Miami last year. Who? Uh, the Gators. No, yeah, the Gators beat us last year. Uh, yeah, but but they were they weren't looking that great. It was yeah, a close game. Yeah. And, you know, like that was a game that Kane should have won. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I was fortunate to be at that game uh, on the field, and it was a bunch of Hurricane players at that game who were rooting for the Gators uh, to lose against the Hurricanes, and unfortunately, they lost. That was a game they should have won 100%. I blame it on the quarterback, and that's why we don't have that quarterback no more. <laughs> and, you know, anyways, that that's that's another story for another podcast. Whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think Arkansas is – I'm going to pick Arkansas to, to upset Florida – because yeah, I know, I know, I know how you feeling. I see, I see how you looking. But I'm gonna pick Arkansas to beat Florida in an upset this week because of Felipe Franks. Because I feel like he knows the offense. He's gonna give Arkansas defense the tips uh, to to you know stop okay. uh, their their offense on the other side. Now, what scares me is Kyle Trask, and I watched him a little bit last in, in that game against Georgia, too, and I, I was pretty impressed with that quarterback. I feel like, okay, this, this guy's legit. You know, I feel like he can be, you know, a decent quarterback down the line. He's still young, obviously, but, he, he, I mean, he, they got some weapons uh, on both sides. Uh, they seem pretty strong. I think they'll definitely challenge for the SEC championship against Alabama. Okay. Uh, it looks like that's that's going to be the game, um, Florida against Alabama. But I feel like they lose this game in a very close one. Comes down to a field goal as well. This is a primetime game on Saturday. It's pretty much the only game to really watch on Saturday, too, because about seven games are canceled or postponed because of COVID. So there's no Clemson. There's no there's no Clemson because of a bye, but there's no Alabama. There's no Ohio State. None of None of the, a lot of these big teams are not playing, so there's no marquee game to really watch. But the Kings. Saturday, um, so I like Arkansas, but of course a marquee game to watch, of course, is the Hurricanes. They get Virginia Tech. 
on, on with a noon kickoff, which always scares me. These early games, they always scare me, bro. Me like too. every time they play in these early kickoffs, it's like these dudes are hung over from the night before every time. And they don't come out with that fire or, you know, that hunger to really play very well. Virginia Tech is a tough place to play. It, I mean, it's always tough games for the most part against Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech is coming off a really bad loss last week. I don't know if you saw this, Wes. Nah. But last week they lost against Liberty University. Oh. And, yeah, Liberty is a decent team. Uh, Hugh Freeze, the ex-coach of Ole Miss, is actually the coach over there. But, um yeah, they lost against uh, um, Liberty on a last-second field goal. Uh, they actually blocked the kick before, but they called a timeout, so the block didn't count. So they kicked the field goal, and Liberty ended up winning. So they are going to be hungry. You know what I'm saying? So they that's why this game scares me to death, because Virginia Tech is going to be hungry to uh, you know play well in this game. They're at home. You know, and it's an early kickoff. So everything telling you stay away from this game if you are better, because it just in the past it it doesn't turn our it doesn't go in our favor as a Hurricanes fan. But of course, the difference this year is one word, King, bro. As long as you got the King, you good to go, just like in chess. And, and we got De'Aaron King, bro. And he can pull out a win out of his ass if he needs to. And we might need to. I feel like this game is going to be a close game. As always, we never get like blowouts anymore where we could just sit down and just relax. This is not going to be one of those games. And we'll probably watch it together on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it's a noon kickoff. So we'll get to see that live and in person. But I think the Hurricanes, because a King pull out the victory with a Borgallis field goal at the end. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Also, um, you got De'Ara King coming off one of his greatest games in um, Hurricane uniform. Um, he wound up having a whole lot of touchdowns. Um, you know, like – it was a game that had me like on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was, I was kind of getting aggravated because I'm like getting mad at the defense. Like how are you leaving these motherfuckers open? Like, how do you hit, let him do this that, and the other? Like, you know, if we, if we lost, I really would have been upset, you know, but we wound up pulling it off, not going to a game with Arkansas, um, not Arkansas, but Virginia. I think it's really going to be a close game. Every time we play Virginia, it's a close game. They always have a running quarterback. And, like, the Dolphins and the Canes don't do great with running quarterbacks. That's just point-blank period. I don't know what it is. We have the athletes, but when they when they have – when they go against someone like them that can run just like them and, you know, stuff like that and, and could break down defenses off their, off their legs because, you know, everybody's covered, I, I, I don't know. You know, right now I'm always going to go with the Canes, you know, um, I'm one of the soldiers on the field. Of course, you got De'Ara King. Um, you know, he's your king. And, of course, everybody know um, you need a queen to protect that king on the chess board. You know, you want to make sure that everybody – You act like you play chess. Do you play chess, Wes? I love, I love something. I love oh, we got to do that, man. I uh, play chess. You feel me? But, 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 yeah. I think I think it's gonna be a close game. Of course, I'm gonna go with the Canes. Um, I don't think it's gonna be a high-powered offense like we've we've been seeing the last couple of weeks. Of course, you know uh, Marcus said that Virginia lost last week to Liberty. Now it could be a good thing, meaning they garbage as fuck, or it could be a bad thing. Whereas they had a bad game, and now quarter from um, the coach wind up, you know, ripping them a new asshole, and now. They're 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 trying to um, um work their magic on the Canes now to bounce back a team that's ranked a team that's ranked you know I think are we ranked top ten now you know I think we moved up yeah, a little ninth. bit you know so we're ninth right now what what bigger and better win to to lose to a garbage team like Liberty um but but win against the Canes and and the Canes right now we're vulnerable you know our raw receivers is not the, not the greatest thing in the world of course they did good last week. 
But um, they, they we need we stepped up last week though. We we need more. We need more more um, raw receivers like the Andre Johnsons. That's big as fucking. That's gonna muscle motherfuckers. But regardless of the fact, it's gonna be a close game, and I still pick the Canes. So that's gonna end that little um, chapter. We're gonna go ahead and now switch up to the Benjamin report. Um, I know Benjamin got a few games right now that he want to talk about. If yeah, not, just a couple games, of games. Two bowl games that we got coming up right now in Miami, Florida. You know, um, I'm going to hand it off to you. Yeah, just a couple of games to watch this week. Uh, the Tri-County um, Championship is still in effect. So we'll, we'll look forward to that in a couple of weeks. And a couple of teams that will be in contention for that is Columbus. And guess who? Uh, NMB, bro. North Miami Beach. My alma, my alma mater. <laughs> Everybody's alma mater who, who's involved with this ca- uh, podcast from North Miami Beach. They have a chance to make a big statement on Thursday night, tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow early, actually. It's an early five o'clock game. Um, so we'll, we'll see how well they play in it. And I'm going to rain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm rooting for them to, to play well, but uh, Columbus is the 8A state champion, and they looked pretty good uh, last uh, last week and, uh, against Miami High and the week before uh, against uh, Booker T. So both teams do have a common opponent that they beat in, in Booker T, um, but Columbus actually, you know, had an easier time with Booker T than NMB. It kind of came down to the last possession. Uh, so just because of that, I'm picking Columbus to win this game. Um, they've got a really good quarterback that you need to um, look out for the future uh, is Fernando Mendoza. Uh, talk to this kid a lot. He's a really great kid. He's got a he's a pocket passer, great size, over six feet already. Uh, wants a UM offer. Um, so hopefully that that can happen. Um, but you know, we'll see, but he is definitely one of the best quarterbacks to me in South Florida. So we'll see what he does against NMB, uh, tomorrow. So another game, uh, on tap is Gulliver against Pace, uh, Gulliver, uh, Sean Taylor went to, uh, Gulliver back in the day. They also have a really good team that can make a championship run. So we'll see what they do. Uh, that's the private school out of Pinecrest. Uh, Gulliver is they got a really great quarterback in Carson Haggard uh, a really, um, who, who can you know make plays and then the running back Cedric Irvin Jr. the son of uh, Cedric Irvin who's a great running back here in South Florida coach South Southridge and also played at Michigan State so look out for him as well to make plays I like Gulliver to beat Pace uh, Pace uh, I feel like just doesn't have enough athletes although they do have Shamar Stewart who's the probably the best player one of the best players in 2022 as far as size and, and just athletic ability. But um, can he really take over this game and, and, and win the game for pace? I don't think so. So I think Gulliver wins that game. And the next game on deck is Deerfield and, and, and Blanche Ely, which is a big game in, in, in Pompano and Deerfield Beach. That's when everybody from the city and hood comes through for this game. It's the McDougal Bowl. Deerfield has been dominating Ely for a while. Um, a friend of mine is actually the head coach at uh, Ely. He took over that program a couple of years ago, and he's building it back up, Coach Wimberly, CJ. Um, so I feel like they're going to challenge in this game because they're starting to get some D1 players now. Ely used to be good back in the day, but they fell off for like a few years. Um, but Patrick Peterson went to Ely. So just give you an idea just how good they used to be back in the day. But Deerfield is one of those teams that continues to produce great players anywhere from, from Shoelace to uh, Jason Pierre-Paul to Jerry Judy from last year. I mean, uh, you know, Deerfield Beach is just another program that will continue to produce great players. And it's the one school that that just hasn't won a state championship yet or any significant championship. So they are a team that you want to look out for this year. And I feel like they're going to dominate Ely and beat them by at least, you know, three touchdowns. Okay. Uh, this. So I think they, you know, win, win the McDougal Bowl easy. Um, but finally, those athletes get to play because they haven't even played a game yet since, since COVID. Exactly, exactly. So uh, another another game is the Muck Bowl over there in the Muck in Pahokee. You got Pahokee and, and Glade Central 
Uh, if you know about Muck City, you know how important this game is. This is another game where the whole city comes out and, and for this game. But Pahokia has not been as good as they have been in previous years. Uh, Glade Central is a team a couple of years ago beat Booker T in the playoffs. And they still continue to produce great players. I think Glade Central wins this one by, by about a 10-point margin on, on Friday night. So look out for Glade Central to beat uh, Pahokee. Uh, in the muck bowl so that is the benjamin report uh for the, the games coming up in high school this week um you know just just a quick pick on the shula bowl i know everybody you know don't really watch fau and fiu <laughs> local kids are on this team you know, but hopefully one day this game will be I mean, it's the shula bowl it's named after the great don shula only you know, reason people will watch <laughs> but and it is on friday night you know it will be televised um fau has had fiu's number for the past couple of years and i think fau wins the shula bowl again uh this this year um this game is it is down at fiu um but i think fau beats fiu in the local rivalry game who you got FAU, FIU, bro? Just, just give me a pick. Give me a pick. I'm gonna bro. pick FAU because you know um Deion Sanderson was gonna go over them. Obviously, he left, but um I'm just gonna go ahead and pick them. Of course, I don't like I don't it's not I don't like both teams. I don't watch both teams, you know. <laughs> I like them better than I like them better than Florida State, but I'll just pick FAU because I know they got a bigger program from what it seems. Um and you know that's that's what I'm gonna give you on the Benjamin report. FAU beats FIU, um, you know, 28-16. You know, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I that. Uh, Bush Davis is still the coach over there at FIU. By the way, um, he's still trying to build that program, uh, but it's gonna take a lot to to really build FIU back up to where where they used to be when uh, when Ty Hilton was playing over there. So that's going to be a wrap on the Benjamin Report for the Midweek Report, Midweek mm -hmm. Podcast. Tune in to the next episode where we tackle all kinds of topics and give you that real. Mm -hmm. And your ass going to go ahead and pick our, use our picks to make a little bit of money on Saturday or Sundays. So, yeah, um, this going to be the end of the Benjamin Report in the market.